This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Today, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Daniel Rochford, who is the CEO of Tourism Central Australia, and Denise Brown, who is the CEO of Outback Queensland Tourism Association. These, uh, we've got our RTOs represented here, and we have a third RTO involved with the Outback Way, which is Australia's Golden Outback. Unfortunately, Gabby couldn't be with us today. However, I have got some input from her, uh, which I'll be sharing. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to hearing from our RTOs, our regional tourism organisations that span the entire Outback Way from Winton in Queensland through to Laverton in Western Australia. Uh, and we can actually talk about going forward post-COVID, look forward to our next big, bright adventure in 2021. So welcome, Daniel and Denise. Thank you for joining me. G'day, Helen. Great to be here. Thanks, Helen. No worries. Excellent. So let's get stuck in. So, Daniel, I'll start with you in the centre first, uh, in Central Australia. What campaign are you um, really running now in regards to moving forward with tourism and, and getting things going again? Well, it's been a two-step process here, Helen. Uh, first of all, uh, we have in the Territory both the two RTOs, Tourism Top End and Tourism Central Australia, have been focusing the last few months on our Territory Voucher Program to encourage Territorians to be uh, holidaying in their own backyard. And uh, to their credit, they've answered that call and uh, almost $10 million have been invested uh, by Territorians in the tourism sector, which has been a great uh, first step for our industry who have been struggling, of course. Uh, tourism Northern Territory uh, uh, have just recently announced uh, the Summer on Sale uh, campaign, uh, which is about putting uh, an extra incentive uh, for domestic tourists as uh, borders uh, start to come down to encourage uh, those from other states uh, to come to the Northern Territory over the summer period, which is traditionally our low season, of course, uh, here in the centre. Uh, but here's an attempt to try and entice a few more people into the Red Centre uh, and uh, encourage that opportunity so we can hopefully overcome that issue of the low season and get some of our operators to the other side where our peak season kicks in. Yeah, that's fantastic. And isn't it interesting how there has been that tradition of uh, the low season over the summer? Yeah, it's hot. We've got air conditioning. (laughs) Absolutely. And and I guess it's that whole notion of maybe back in the day, cars just didn't cope in the heat and that, you know, really hot weather and... Look, I, uh, I think for the, our Victorian friends and our New South Wales friends uh, uh, who might have been in lockdown a little bit uh, long, uh, they're keen to get out and keen to see, uh, see a bit of Australia and, and experience some of those uh, overseas holiday uh, destinations that they can't do. And certainly Central Australia is that overseas holiday that you can't uh, do at the moment. And uh, today is a very special day. Uh, we were just acknowledged by Lonely Planet uh, Uluru uh, was acknowledged uh, as the one of the top three places to visit in the world behind Petra uh, and the Galapagos Islands. So uh, there's no better time uh, for all Australians to come uh, and visit their backyard. That is fantastic. That's great. Very excited. Thank you for that. That's excellent. Denise, what is the Queensland campaign that we're working on? Oh, well, congratulations, Daniel, on that that wonderful accolade from Lonely Planet. That's awesome because um, what we find 
is that we have so many of our, our passengers and our visitors driving through uh, Win- from Ayers Rock or certainly the other direction, Winton, Bullia and across the desert into Ayers Rock. And that's a great drive market for us. And certainly in most more recent years has been underpinned by our events program, which we're hoping to get back up and running for next year under COVID circumstances. We're working closely with Big Red Bash, et cetera, to make sure that those um, extended touring and drive routes really do come back into the offering and consideration set. Our campaign over the summer is really uh, we're hitching our wagon to the success of Good To Go. And Good To Go uh, being the Tourism and Events Queensland success model, we're really working across local councils and Longreach and Winton have partnered up for a wonderful recovery campaign and working with Qantas and they're doing quick four-day, five-day slips and that is also creating a whole drive market attached to that as well into Winton, Bullia. We haven't had any resistance to any of the heat aspect of travelling. You know, certainly they're saying it's going to be hot but they're also saying that it's hot on the coast, it's hot in Brisbane, it's hot in Rockhampton, it's hot in Townsville. So it's just a matter of all of our uh, museums are air-conditioned and all of the hotels, motels, everything's air-conditioned. So it's just a matter of making sure that everybody's comfortable, got lots of water and understands the distances. And, and even, you know, people forget that actually in Outback there's so much water. There's all these lakes and waterholes. Wonderful and, waterholes. And, and particularly if it is going to be a La Nina, which they're suggesting, we could yeah. actually really have quite a beautiful summer with lots of water, uh, surface water available to people to enjoy. So, you know, it's a really great opportunity for people to come and have a look at the outback in Central Australia in a completely different light and a different time of year. Uh, absolutely. Helen, was, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Helen, I was out in uh, Winton two weeks ago and we'd mm. already had quite a dump of rain only three weeks ago and the wildlife yeah. and the wildflowers yeah. were just stunning. And they don't see any, you know, I was talking to Gavin Basket, the mayor, today, and there's no let up on any of those wildflowers dying at this stage. So we, we are looking at beautiful colours in that outback. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be stunning. So, and I mean, what's also nice about the summer, you've got those long daylight. So you can actually do more and see more and you can, and also you've got such a nice period between four and sort of seven and 30 to in the evening to actually go for a walk and still in daylight, but it's cooler. And so there's, there's so many different options, aren't there? So yeah. um, with the extended daylight, which is, or even the, even in the morning. So yeah. there's a lot of options for people to do and make the most of the, uh, and then go to the museum during the middle of the day. Great. Exactly. And, and, all, and also we have, uh, I guess, across both regions, a lot of nighttime experiences as well. Yes, uh, yes. For, for right. us, Earth Sanctuary, one of the, one of the great uh, astronomical tour experiences of Australia mm. and uh, uh, also the field of light at Uluru, you know, some yeah. great opportunities yeah. to, to get out and uh, get amongst it at night time too. That's right. Under millions and millions, millions of stars. Five billion, I was told. Five billion. There you are. Thank you. Thank you for the statistics. This is good. Uh, now, just so that we have some... I have some information from the WAN, so the Australian Golden Outback. Their campaign is called Wander Out Yonder, and it's really based on this WA adventure, and it's rekindling the spirit and the freedom to go beyond what you've seen before. Be brave uh, to travel further afield, experience more, do more, and stay longer uh, in the region. And if people on the socials want to actually engage with it and find out more about it, they can hashtag Wander Out Yonder. 
and also hashtag Golden Outback. So that wonder out yonder is uh, a a pretty um, pretty cool tagline, and mm. uh, it's sort of really motivating uh, the Western Australians to actually see their own backyard and but also extend themselves a little bit. Just don't go down to the normal haunts. Actually, explore a bit further afield and and stay in region a little bit longer. So. All of you know, it's just exciting what everyone's doing and really just really trying to bolster the tourism sector uh, right across the Outback Way. So we really appreciate all the effort all the all the regions are, are putting in. So thank you for that. Excellent. So the second kind of thing I was going to talk about with you, second topic uh, we can talk about is the 2021 season. So I guess with this, I just wanted to talk to you about what was new. So what can travellers expect to see on your itineraries and schedules about, uh, I guess, maybe attractions that have expanded or enhanced themselves in this downtime? Maybe we've got some new experiences, some new products, just generally anything that's, or even more events or anything that you might like to share. Uh, Denise, would you like to go ahead? Of course. Uh, look, the Australian Age of Dinosaurs won the best tourism attraction in Queensland last year, only just eight months ago. And we got to nationals and we didn't win that one. However, I can assure you that the third stage will be open by April next year. And that is a full day tour. You do need a full day to, to really immerse yourselves in that wonderful experience of the Australian Age of Dinosaurs. The architecture the dinosaur bones are just extraordinary and the wonderful immersive experience of being able to uh, have hands-on experience in the labs and understand exactly the age of these bones, the size of them and really what it means to us of being in the inland sea or what it was like for that area to be completely covered in water. So that is a wonderful, wonderful experience. And uh, just one question. What, sure. what is the additional, I guess, the extension going to include at the Australian Age of Dinosaurs? It's a very interpretive centre of uh, there's three stages and the third stage is a, a wonderful, beautiful museum that will be showcasing but will be far more interpretive and have a lot more holographics and a lot more language uh, provision in terms of uh, international tourists, although we probably won't see them for a little while. But it's state-of-the-art. It's absolutely amazing museum. And, and is there an observatory as well or something? There is an observatory and okay. there's also a beautiful walk uh, that you do called the Dinosaur Walk and you do that through all the different beautiful gardens and see a lot more of the of the dinosaur tracks. Yeah, because yeah, they, they actually have unearthed a whole heap more, like La Quarry uh, Stampede on the other side of Winton. But this is actually now actually in the same vicinity as all the other fossils are being found, isn't it? That's exactly right. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it'll be yes. quite incredible. Great. David Elliott's vision is extraordinary and he and his team are the most passionate I've seen in that museum space for a long time. Fantastic. Thank you. Sorry, and we were going to go on. What else was... Um... I was just going to go on and say that uh, the, the Walsh Matilda Centre is just wonderful. We've done a lot of work with the curator out there. They've got a whole range of vinyl records that they're curating at the moment, um, just wonderful exhibition of the rail line that used to go into Winton. There's a whole amount of history around the Walsing Matilda and also they've really brought that whole vision splendid and that whole arts festival to life in, mm. in Winton. It's really made for a very powerful visual experience in Winton and even the streetscaping in Winton has yeah. uh, 
it's just extraordinary with the cutouts in the with the little ducks and the little birds in in the cutouts through this street and that brings a lovely immersive experience of sitting out underneath those beautiful templates that are cut out uh, and you get to see that beautiful light mm. there's also some fabulous ironwork of rams and sheep and mm. um, used right throughout the main you know center of town i was out there two weeks ago as i said and the vision splendid festival was on and that never ceases to amaze me that wonderful slingback chair in the you know those slingback chairs in the outdoor cinema yes and that romance of that old cinema experience is just wonderful it's excellent yeah and uh outback way's proud sponsor of uh an event has been in the past so that's been good, good. yeah it's good uh, fantastic thank you thank you both I know in Western Australia we've got a redevelopment occurring at the Great Beyond Centre at Laverton. Uh, it's a $2.6 million redevelopment or um, add-on or update, renovation. And so that's going to be open in March next year. So we're looking forward to that. So that will coincide nicely with the April opening of the Age of Dinosaurs. So start in Laverton and work your way through to the opening of the Age of Dinosaurs. Perfect trip. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly for Central Australia, Helen, we're, uh, you know, we're putting a lot of effort uh, in 2021 around events yes. uh, and strengthening some of our existing events. Uh, we've got Pajama, uh, which is the yep. Festival of Light uh, here in Alice Springs in April, and that's now confirmed. Fab Alice, Red Centre Nats, uh, Desert Mob, the Desert Festival. So yep. the whole of 2021 is uh, going to be uh, full of uh, amazing events to come and experience. Look, for us, the next uh, 10 years is going to be about product development. Uh, one of the big projects that we've got, of course, is the National Aboriginal Art Gallery, yes, uh, which yes. uh, is going to be amazing when built and uh, a lot of effort and a lot of support being provided by uh, our Territory Government and yes. the Federal Government around that. Uh, and we're very keen to see uh, big picture projects like that. Yeah. TCA are doing a lot of advocacy work around at the moment around product development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're certainly, uh, we're about to launch uh, our top 10 key projects uh, for Central Australian tourism growth. And we'll certainly be doing a lot of advocacy around that. But, you know, some ex- uh, exciting new experiences. Uh, Kings Creek Station, uh, just near Kings Canyon, is uh, just reopened, and they're uh, uh, they've got uh, some exciting new adventures and and experiences there. Okay. Uh, the Uluru Audio Guide, which is a an audio guide that you can uh, hear interpretive stories around uh, the Aboriginal history of Uluru. So all these things put together makes for an exciting 2021. Yeah, and also what's great is that there's so much diversity around Uluru now. Even though you can't climb it, my gosh, there is not a dull moment. There is so much to do, and you can do it by camel, helicopter, every time of day, Segway, you can do it. You, you, yeah, you name it, you can do it. Bikes. Yeah, look, uh, absolutely, and uh, look, I, I couldn't agree more. There's uh, That diversity is it, it's certainly the strength of the visitor experience. Look, I, I did touch on the National Aboriginal Art Gallery, yes. but one thing uh, I'm certainly, uh, you know, being yelling from the rooftops is our many regional art uh, gallery and art centres throughout Central Australia. Uh, just the amazing experience to sit down with an Indigenous artist and to talk through while they're painting uh, it is one of those uh, moments that you'll always remember and uh, there are many of those galleries uh, spotted all the way through the Red Centre. That's right. Well, and also the Outback Way Art Gallery that we are actually mm. putting together on the... Absolutely. Uh, That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so we've collected the artwork and we had, 
We had 80 entries and we have uh, Hetty Perkins did the selection of mm. the 20, uh, 28 artworks that will be on the, the big billboards across the Outback Way. And uh, we are uh, we're just finalising some details about installation now. But we, uh, we're really looking forward to that. But there is the online gallery of the Outback Way Art Gallery now. And so people can actually buy prints of all the artwork for this year's exhibition. And we think we'll probably make it a, an 18 months to two year exhibition so that we've Fantastic. actually, so it's actually out there for a long time rather than uh, too, too short a time for us to be turning around another exhibition. So, but yeah, it's exciting to be doing that development and adding that uh, point of interest along the Outback Way for yeah. travelers. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't Helen, agree more. And Helen, don't, uh, when we're talking about the art trail, we're certainly um, part of that with Winton. You've got some amazing artists there. And I'll also mention that the amount of uh, transactions that have been held in the last two months in particular around the Opals and that whole Opal, uh, there was an Opal Festival last weekend and apparently it was, uh, it was like gold rush days. And uh, certainly they're putting, people are putting a lot of money into Opals and it was a very successful day. Well, Uh we, we have the Outback Art Trail on our website and it includes the Opals and all the artwork and photographers and, and all those art and artisans along the entire Outback Way. So the, the Opal Festival is, um, Opals in, uh, Winton is very much included in that. And so, uh, all the, um, galleries. So as you mentioned, the regional galleries, all the galleries also are mentioned to actually stop and have a look at as well. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, also, Helen, I, and, and this is actually, I think, shared across Outback Queensland and, and now Alice Springs, uh, you know, Outback Queensland's got a rich, as Didi will um, sure tell, uh, a rich history around uh, aviation with Qantas. Uh, yeah, and at the moment, uh, uh, the Alice Springs Airport is absolutely full of many of the world's planes who are parked yes. uh, at our airport. And, and it's actually become a bit of a pop-up uh, tourism sensation this uh, over the last yeah, few has. months, watching uh, all those A380s and A330s all parked uh, in a line. And uh, we, we're already talking uh, with uh, Alice Springs Airport to look at ways in which we can uh, grow that uh, as a tourism experience. But I'm sure, yeah. Dee, you, you've also got that same uh, rich history as well. Definitely. And we've certainly got, you know, the 100 years of Qantas happening at the end of uh, November and they have a whole calendar of events planned for mm-hmm. Winton and Longreach over the next 12 months. So when was that happening? Uh, the 16th of November is actually the cake cutting of the 100 years of Qantas, and that will be in Longreach. There is a ceremony also being held in Winton. Uh, they haven't released the Qantas haven't released the full agenda of, of events at this stage. They're obviously COVID protected at the moment, but um, over the next twelve months, there will be a number of aviators joining that region just to have that experience of nostalgia and reconnection to the birthplaces of. Whether it was Winton or Longreach, we um, there's yeah. also always a, a little bit of conjecture around. Yeah, yeah. Around well, yeah, there. it keeps it interesting, doesn't it? It does, it does. <laughs> but let's not leave Booyah out either, Helen. Uh, oh, no, that's right, absolutely. No, no, We've no. got those wonderful Min Min lights and uh, those shimmering refractions of light that uh, stay tuned on that. We've got some ideas around product development over the next 12 or 18 months around yeah, that's that. Yeah, and, and what I'll, you know, Booyah's got that great um, mural now and the, wonderful. and also, Taking that dinosaur travel on a bit further, you have the whole Plesiosaurus, so it's a classic inland sea fossil. Uh, yes. And then on the other side of that, you've got the Alice 
uh, Megafauna Central, which is all yeah. the grazing herbivores mm. that were on the other side of the water, obviously. And so it's a really just fascinating cross-section of, of our heritage and, and that ancient history. So it's wonderful. I think the uh, the biggest change in the market that I can see is, is that there's a lot of people that have come out in this COVID time and driven out to Winton and beyond. And they have done that for reasons of reconnection to family, reconnections to their family, uh, familial ancestry, to, you know, a great-great-grandfather who was a sheep shearer or an opal miner or yeah. something of that description. Yeah. And then they've discovered all of the rich dinosaur, uh, all of the other aspects of those areas. Yeah. And I think it's actually enlightened them to come back for repeat visitation. I think that's yeah. what the market is yeah. demanding and that's where we're seeing the repeat visitation opportunities for next year. Yeah, and and that is a really personal driver, isn't it, when you've got a family history of or you've got you've heard great-granddad's story of when he was out, you know, doing wool classing, you know, that whoop-whoop, and to go actually go out and see where that whoop-whoop was and that's the driver, and as you say, the flow-on effects are, are excellent for, for ongoing connection. Yeah. Indeed. And particularly when they've taken their kids out and the kids then want to come back as well as they get older and all, you know, all those things. Yeah. So that's wonderful. And, and some of those kids have not seen a sheep or a, or a cow and it's good for them to see where their food comes from. Yeah, it is exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess going forward, the... What um, can travellers expect with the COVID safe conditions, I guess, that obviously are going to be required for the foreseeable future? What would you sort of say to travellers that what kind of things do they need to, to be prepared to do and respect? And then I guess what are people going to see in hotels and restaurants and is it going to be much of the same and we've seen the distancing and those things or is there going to be just a, a baseline within the tourism industry that um, has been discussed? I'll... Uh... I guess uh, from our perspective, Helen, uh, I know our Chief Minister has been very keen to say to the world that uh, the Northern Territory has been the safest place in the world over the last six months. And uh, I'd certainly agree, uh, you know, we were able to uh, come back online uh, very quickly uh, here in the Territory and uh, some of the images that we're seeing, especially out of Victoria, certainly not been the case here in the Territory. That said, uh, safety is our number one priority. and. Uh, we're certainly uh, working with our industry through our COVID safe uh, programs uh, to ensure the industry are uh, making sure that uh, all our visitors are, are kept safe and secure. So, uh, you know, expect that hand sanitizer, expect, uh, you know, that little bit of social distancing. Uh, but all our restaurants and, uh, and eateries uh, and, uh, are certainly open and uh, very much welcoming our patrons. That's excellent. It's good to get that really good update. Very much the same from us. You know, in the past, a lot of our coach operators and tour operators have always done the sanitising prior to COVID because they've been uh, handling a lot of our grey nomad and our ageing population. Uh, they've been very committed to that safety and that hand sanitising way before COVID. So it's de rigueur for them and they're making sure that they continually take that as seriously as possible. There have been no cases of COVID in the outback of Queensland uh, they're very proud of that and they're certainly diligent but not overbearing about it. And we see that everybody's just adhering to it. I'm sure I speak on behalf of all my colleagues uh, uh, 
you know, if there's one place I'd like to be in a COVID <laughs> pandemic, is in yeah. Outback Australia. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and uh, yeah. we're certainly, um, you know, very much welcoming of uh, all visitors are, yeah, across the country at this yeah. time. Fresh air and space. Absolutely. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. No, that's great. And, I mean, we're also aware of uh, the WA current conditions. Are, it's fairly, I think it's very similar to both the other states, but WA does have a firm border at the moment with the requirement to uh, quarantine if you go into WA from anywhere, really. So it's a, it's, but I'm sure that's going to be uh, relaxed later in the year. But yeah, but I think the actual business as usual, or not as usual, usual, but business as we've uh, come to know it is happening definitely in the WA as well in regards to tourist attractions and, and, you know, cafes and et cetera. So that's great. So I just wanted to just wrap up with, uh, some final general comments about the region or what, um, areas that you, uh, think maybe under visited or you'd wanted to give a bit of a wrap or anything that you would like to say about your region so that you can woo travellers? Certainly, uh, you know, the, the wide open spaces, the big starry skies and the big warm hearts of outback Queenslanders, you just can't beat it. And uh, you'll always get a bush poet, you'll always get an ad-lib story and you stand at the bar and you'll get a great story from uh, an old ringer or certainly uh, somebody that you haven't seen for a long time uh, from Brisbane that's standing at the same bar or the same restaurant as you and you just happen to have that amazing connection. Mm. And uh, and everybody's on that same journey of nostalgia and heritage and seeking out where Australia really began. Yep, that's great. Thanks. And Daniel? Oh, look, absolutely. You know, one of the things that uh, really unite us across Outback Australia is uh, that warm sense of spirit that we all have. And uh, look, you know, even in just uh, listening uh, through this podcast is, you know, how much do we have in common uh, and the importance of, of working together across the Outback way. Look, we've got to get that road sealed and, uh, look, we're very supportive of making sure uh, uh, we uh, work with the Outback Way Committee and uh, our fellow uh, RTOs to, to really lobby government to, to get that uh, ease of access right across Queensland, Northern Territory and Western Australia. Look, I think uh, it goes without saying that, uh, you know, those five billion stars, uh, you know, the warmth of in our Indigenous culture and, and the landscapes that we have here in Central Australia are, are our key drivers and uh, we're very proud uh, we have uh, such a rich uh, culture and heritage to be uh, to let people know about and experience, and uh, that's certainly a, the big challenge uh, for us ahead to uh, to let uh, Australia know uh, before uh, this opportunity, while uh, uh, they have this opportunity to have uh, experienced this part of the re- of Australia. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Daniel. You know, and it's wonderful to be working with all of you and promoting the region as a and all the operators along the Outback Way, under the umbrella of the Outback Way, yep. and we try and promote um, everyone offering um, some service and some experiences, uh, any opportunity we get. And so thanks so much for your company today. For travellers listening, if you need to find out more, Daniel, what's the best way for a traveller to find out more about Central Australia? discovercentralaustralia.com.au is our uh, main website. So uh, come along. We have two visitor information centres, one in Alice Springs and also in Tennant Creek, uh, and our team are really excited to meet up and uh, have a yarn. Terrific. Thanks. And uh, Denise uh, with Outback Queensland? Outbackqueensland.com.au. 
And certainly don't miss out on going to see the, the information centres. They're a wealth of knowledge and experience, yarns and, and great connections. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And for uh, the WA, it's goldenoutback.com.au. So hop on to those websites. And the Outback Way is outbackway.org.au. And also our Outback Gallery is uh, outback.gallery.com.au. And so you can buy and purchase those prints that we have available for the Outdoor Gallery and the the winning exhibitors for this year's exhibition. So – I think that's a wrap. And uh, so thanks so much for your company. And uh, until next time to our listeners, please travel safely and uh, enjoy your planning for your 2021 adventure. All the very best. Thanks so much. So while we're talking about what's coming ahead in 2021 for all your Outback Way adventures, I really want to just let you know that there will be a new brochure to have a look at at the trade shows for the Outback Way. And we also are launching a brand new travel journal, which is actually in line with our app. So you can download the Outback Way app, which when you do that, you do need to actually download every tour. So for example, if you're traveling from Laverton through to Queensland, you need to download the West to East leg of the app. And in that, there are 10 tours and you need to download every tour, each of the 10 tours onto your phone while you're in Signal. Our app is actually geofenced with the GPS. So it's actually running on your GPS. So it doesn't matter that you won't have Signal when you're on the road. If you have downloaded every section and every tour, they're called tours on the app. If you've downloaded every tour, you will actually find that when you're travelling, and you are coming near a point of interest within five kilometre radius, you will get a notification, which will then let you decide whether or not you stop the car and hop out and have a look or not. But the idea with the app is that it will allow you to do that. So the travel journal will actually help supports that because the tours or the sections of the travel journal are exactly the same as the app when you're travelling from west to east. Of course, it's very difficult to then flip the whole route to do an east-west travel journal as well. So you'll have to bear with us in regards to travelling east to west. So you may have to start at the uh, travel journal at the back and work your way forward to actually get to follow it. But in the travel journal, there are QR codes, and I want to just explain that. So on your phone, you can actually scan a QR code on a smartphone, and that will actually take you to the relevant website. We've tried to keep details in the travel journal to a minimum and so that when you're travelling, you can scan the QR code and that will take you to our website and the relevant web page that you're on and the section that you're travelling and that will then allow you to get the updated information so that it's always current. The tricky thing about tourism and opening hours and what's available and what's not is that it changes quite readily. So we wanted to make sure that Travel Journal was a current document and we're making that currency available through these QR code links. And at whatever year you travel, you will be able to find the most up-to-date information about where you are at. And uh, that's really important. So the Travel Journal will have QR codes. You'll be able to access updated information straight from the website. And also then, of course, we have the podcast. We also have 
the new brochure as well. This supporting material is really to enhance your trip across the Outback Way, make it a fabulous trip for you all and ensure that you have every opportunity to see what you want to see and experience everything that there is to offer uh, on the Outback Way. I'd like to have a shout out to Perk Digital, who are the producers of this podcast. We work with uh, Perk Digital and Ellen Ronalds Keane and her professionalism and her wonderful spirit is uh, a great attribute and uh, we really appreciate all the effort she puts into our podcast and the social media. So thanks, uh, thanks to Perk Digital for your wonderful support. So with that, I'll sign off and uh, until next time. Thank you for your company and travel safely and we look forward to your company next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. The show notes will be on our website at outbackway.org.au. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're really enjoying our podcast, you may like to become a contributor through our Outback Way store for $5. You can help with the production of our podcast. Please stay in touch. We'd really love to hear your stories. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outback Way One. And finally, thanks to Perk Digital for producing our podcast, making your journey through the heart of Australia on Australia's longest shortcut easier. Please travel safely. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.